Welcome to the Haven't Seen a Podcast. This is a podcast where we bring people on the show and we get them really drunk and they tell me about a movie that I've never seen before. I'm Malenka Zach. And I'm Will. Oh, baby. <laughs> Guys, oh, wow. Ooh, Akota. Ooh. Oh, oh, boy. You know what? We can't wait because I can feel the guests are just itching to introduce themselves. <laughs> Guys, we have a spicy, spicy, giggly giggly bunch on the show today we got one not one but two guests and they're blood related when does that ever happen today it happens today we have Haley and tj rector on the show thank you for coming on guys thanks for having us yeah it's an honor to be here i know it is (laughs) i know (laughs) perfect time to take a drink alenka i know (laughs) Ugh. We'll get into that later. <laughs> um, really quick, you guys, I'm so excited to have TJ and Haley on because are they funny people like outside of real life? Yeah, because their life's is hilarity. What do they do? They live life to the funniest. That's my opinion on that. Thanks. Yeah, I think that's what we try that's to do. That's my motto. Yeah, I know. As you can see, the material's just flowing. <laughs> what movie are they talking about? Well, they were going to talk about a different movie, but these guys know so many movies that they decided to talk about A Beautiful Mind. Yeah. That's right. Yep. Yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. and I... Uh, Starring Russell I don't Crow. know. Oh, another Russell Crowe movie? Did you know, side note... That Russell Crowe was originally supposed to play Morpheus in The Matrix. Shut your mouth. Yeah. What? I, yeah. didn't know, I didn't know that fun fact. Right? Yeah. Ooh, How do you know Russell this? Fact for you. Big Matrix fan and just over the years watching some Matrix interviews and he was originally, you know, the one they wanted to play Morpheus. Yeah. Fun fact. That would have been really weird. <laughs> Agreed. I also have a fun fact, which is that up until watching this movie, I thought Russell Crowe was a famous country singer, so <laughs> he's not. It does have a yeah, it does have a country twang to it. Yeah. <laughs> I learn something new every day. We well, oh. we definitely do know that he's not the greatest singer ever, <laughs> thanks to Les Mis. Now uh, honestly, this Russell Crowe. <laughs> I honestly can say that I haven't seen it, so you know I <laughs> don't know. <laughs> And uh, I actually can't think of what Russell Crowe looks like either, but that's fine. It's not important. <laughs> um, I thought this movie. Well, apparently he looks like uh, John Forbes Nash Jr. So. That's Who is good. that? It has a. He's really great at aging in movies. They can make him look 50 years older so effortlessly. Like, yeah. Is that really a pro for him, though? (laughs) Is that, do you think that's something he has on his resume? (laughs) That's like, ages well with makeup. Absolutely. (laughs) That's the trait (laughs) he has on his resume. They could have used one actor for Benjamin Button if they had cast him. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, perhaps. 
Again, a movie I haven't seen. You guys need to stop making reference to those things that I don't watch. Um, but I am a little um, curious why the heck you guys want to talk about this movie. Hmm. So we went through a pretty rigorous selection <laughs> so process uh, to decide what we were going to watch. We originally were going to talk about Interstellar, as you might remember. And I oh, yeah. think we just realized it's a really long movie that's really, you know, without giving anything away, it's... TJ has a lot of passion for it that might not be, like, the most lighthearted. <laughs> yeah. So we thought... That's, not that, yeah, that's the perfect kind of content, you know? We want to get serious and, you know, hard, hard opinions, arguments... Uh-huh. I argue with a lot of people. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That we can confirm. Multitaskers right here. Oh, boy. So why do we want to talk about A Beautiful Mind? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. So we went through the list, all the, you know, millions of movies you've never seen, and we're wondering which ones have we seen. And Beautiful Mind was on the short list of a dozen or so, just because... I don't even know we, why. We were just talking about, we were like, what are the best ones? And then we made a list. I don't, I don't even know what the basis was for the list. Some of the movies were ones that we thought uh, were supposed to be serious, but were maybe poorly done. So it could, could make for some funnies. Uh, <laughs> this one, I think we just thought was a good mix of plot intrigue and... Yeah, TJ... No, I can't spoil it. Never mind. <laughs> so do you guys like have an emotional okay, attachment to this movie at all or are you guys just big old movie buffs i've always identified as someone with a beautiful mind myself so i think naturally i just gravitate towards it i never watched this movie until pj the night he came over to watch the movie he's like we should watch a beautiful mind but i wasn't committed and i was like let's put it in a randomizer a beautiful mind was selected so it was meant to be so I have no Whoa. attachment aside from last Friday when I watched it. Ooh. <laughs> going, so in, going, in a little, going in a little blind, I guess. Going, <laughs> little, going in a little cold. <laughs> yeah, but now I feel like I really understand it. I've read about it since then. I, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Haley is a, a scholar and she studies everything intensely. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I, do. I think I also remember the first time seeing the movie when it came out. Uh, I think there were some things in the film without giving anything away that were, I don't know if I should say groundbreaking for the time, but, but mm. things that uh, devices in the movie that I'd never really seen before. And I remember mm. noticing that about the movie. It stuck with me for that reason. It was also one of those movies that while being serious and I thought well done had some a good amount of humor in it, some intended and some unintentional, I think. So I always kind of like those, mm-hmm. those types of movies. Yeah. Very good. Well, it's a very classic Ron oh. Howard type film. <laughs> <laughs> I have it's, no idea. Uh, it came out in 2001. Wow. What a year. 2001. Great year. I was like <laughs> is, five. Yeah, I was year. four. I don't know. I don't remember. Definitely not four. It was much. I was. Was I? No. 
No, I wasn't. It's pretty easy math. You could probably crunch the numbers. <laughs> I'm so busy thinking about other things, though. I just I can't math right now. I have a lot of things to do. Math's not one you, of them. Your year that you were born. Yeah, could somebody else crunch these numbers? 93. Go now. <laughs> Quick math. 20. So you were eight. Yeah. Okay. You don't yeah. have to shrug at it Fairly like I'm easy. a dang dong. <laughs> you guys are rude. It's whatever. That I have low you, you like a, might not have a beautiful mind, but oh no! <laughs> but there's a but. Sounds like there's a but there. There, there was no but there. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> it did sound that's like a butt was fine. coming. I know. I was really you know, looking forward to finding out whatever the butt was, but I guess that's fine. Will, what's the drink you have today? <laughs> She's uh, well, the drink uh, is called uh, Governing Dynamics. What does um, that mean? Is this a math movie? <gasps> you'll find out what that means. <gasps> Well, you kind of got one thing. <laughs> what? It's, it's a uh, movie or that it's a math? It's basically just a, uh, it's a math movie. <laughs> is it actually? <laughs> it is, yeah. I, do, I don't know. I don't believe that Alenka hasn't seen these movies. She makes too many educated <laughs> guesses. She's just trying to show off. I think... I keep messing this movie up with Goodwill Hunt. Sorry, we'll finish explaining your drink and then we'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's called Governing Dynamics and it is basically just a vodka cranberry. Um, Basic. Maybe make sure you get some Russian vodka in there. Uh, and then you want to accompany that with uh, three empty shot glasses that you're never going to use. <laughs> I'm so confused intrigued feeling a little yeah. sad also <laughs> the emptiness oh. of the shot glasses <gasps> have i guessed all the correct emotions of the of the roller coaster of this movie <laughs> i think i have there's some intriguing gonna... and sad parts oh good <laughs> emptiness is a bit of a theme yeah okay yeah i I know. Um, I can figure this out. Um, this okay. Oh, firstly, yeah. she can. She can synopsize. I keep it for forgetting. Us yeah, I'm really good at it. I keep mistaking <laughs> this movie as the Goodwill Hunting movie, and that's the one with the janitor that maths, right? <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah, he maths yeah. hard. Yeah. 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 He maths. <laughs> This oh, I do know what Russell Crowe looks like. He has oh, short like hair in this movie, and probably a quizzical <laughs> look. And I like, and I, uh, think, I think yeah no. Uh, is this one about? <laughs> yeah, she is. She's they're the they're completely She's frozen there. to me right now. But Ugh. you're not Will, so I'm going to keep going. She's always having internet issues. She should be. Can you hear me one. at all, Will? Oh, no. <laughs> we can share internet. <laughs> yeah, she can go in my bed. <laughs> oh, no. she's back. I can't hear there them. There she is. Yeah, you, you disconnected. Oh, boy. I need to relaunch the Zencaster because you are 
very deep voice. And I don't think I can hear Haley and TJ. Could you now? Oh, yeah, I can. We just weren't talking. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah. And you're back to normal. Wow. Cool. It just looks like you're always talking. (laughs) Sorry. Um, Anyways, I feel like this is a movie about somebody with, uh, I might be wrong, but I think is this somebody with like, that's someone on the autism spectrum? What makes Am you I say wrong? That? Just because I think I've heard about this movie before, maybe slightly. Or oh, are you pointing at TJ as if he is also? No, just that he straightens up as if he's ready to interrogate you. <laughs> yeah. No, I just. <laughs> I was excited by that deduction. I think, and this is purely just based off my experience with someone who, and I'm not sure if this was, I don't remember exactly what, um, what it is that they like had or whatever, but it may have been Asperger's, but they, um, they were in my acting program and they said that they had a super hard time in the program because they literally couldn't recognize certain emotions and they didn't know how to like play them basically. So my Mm. guess is that this person is super smart, maths hard, but then maybe can't emotionally connect with people, and these are his struggles. These are their mm-hmm. stories, I mean. That's what I meant to say. And these are their stories. <laughs> that's like the law so, and order fucking... Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's the intro. <laughs> So I have, yeah, like pretty much no knowledge of this movie other than I feel like I do know what Russell Crowe looks like in it. And I say maybe he's outside at one point. Given a look. Wow. (laughs) That is a. Eliminated one movie from the catalog of movies. So I think I know this movie pretty well. Yes, so, I believe he does get a anything little bit of sun, happen. you know? <laughs> yeah. Going back to what you're saying, yeah. I think there's big potential for a like Law & Order spinoff series about like <laughs> yeah. for this movie? sufferers who math hard and these are their stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's it would, a yeah, niche It would be episode. like The Good Doctor or something like that, but with, with, with Law & Order. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Another show I'm unfamiliar with. I've actually never seen Law and Order either. I'm just pretty sure that on Family Guy they once referenced. Well, well get ready for our spinoff podcast, Law and Order Rewatch, for the first time with Alanka. I could do it. Well, uh, thank you for that riveting summary of A Beautiful Mind as told by Alanka. But uh, I, can't I think wait. we better get ready to get into the actual Beautiful Mind, the real. True story, sort of. Yeah. (laughs) Haley and TJ, how does this movie start? Starts off in, what would you describe it as? Like a hearing? A meeting? There's an opening lecture. Sure. (laughs) Opening lecture. You're in a, you're in a university setting. It's 1947. Knew it. And, uh, there's there's a group of really bright students. They're uh, young, you know, first year students. Although 
because of the actors that play them, they all look like they're in their mid to late twenties at the exactly. youngest. I would yeah. say early forties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, I would not believe Russell Crowe is like 18, 19 in this. Yeah. I thought yeah. you guys mentioned earlier that makeup works for him a lot and it doesn't sound like this works so hot in this movie. To age him. To age sure. him. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he might have younger. 28-year-old. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> First, right. Russell Crowe's always been like eighteen, going on eighty. So yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> so starts. Let's call it a, a lecture. They're they're in the lecture hall, what have you, Princeton University, and they're <gasps> discussing a, a prestigious um, scholarship or entrance award um, that, for the first time, has been split. Uh, it's always been awarded to one individual, but this particular year, it's split. And there are co-winners, um, one, uh, Russell Crowe's character, John Nash, and another guy mm-hmm. whose name is escaping me. Martin Hansen. Martin Hansen. Martin Hansen. Josh Lucas, who we haven't seen in a while. <laughs> Don't know I've ever seen him. <laughs> I haven't seen a ton of movies, though. Oh? So, yeah, True. So it's uh, the award split and then they get right into. So there's a little bit of a rivalry from the beginning. Martin Hansen, John Nash, the award split. And there's this dynamic of who is going to Ooh, they're sour. As the preeminent, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. student. Who's going to be the smartest year? smart boy? Oh, so they're <laughs> exactly. both smart boys. Real smart boys. Yes. Smart boys. And yeah. as you've pointed out, Alenka, the scene is set. Everybody's kind of in the fray, but then at the very back of the room sits John Nash, Russell Crowe alone, and you can see brooding. He's, mm, brooding is a good word. <laughs> mm-hmm. What does that look like? Focused, I would say. Uh, <laughs> furrowed brow, um, <laughs> looking to and fro. <laughs> Can, can you please explain emotions to us, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'm unfamiliar. <laughs> so, Russell, it's clear that I think he makes a comment, does he not? Yeah. What does he say? I don't remember. Something insulting. Oh, I think so. They're oh. all outside, kind of like it's kind of a meet and greet with all the new students in Princeton in the math faculty. And right. this is where we see Russell, or sorry, John's beautiful mind, because he's like, looking at things on a table and then and like mm. seeing the image in his mind and moving it around and creating like shapes. Mm-hmm. And he like mm-hmm. looks at the dudes, this one dude's tie what? and he creates shapes yes. out of other things in the scene. And then it's like on, it overlays on top of his tie prompting him to say, uh, there must be a mathematical equation for how bad your tie is. That's what he says. What? To yes. <laughs> right. He tries yeah. to be really, sarcastic and funny but it just comes across as super blunt and uncomfortable much like yeah. you might imagine <laughs> someone who might struggle with the autism spectrum asperger's yeah sure and i don't think john nash ever had or was ever like diagnosed with that but russell crowe definitely plays him that way <laughs> okay yeah like he's on the spectrum somehow mm-hmm. okay and for this scene Alenka, they are outside, so you're already on the uh-huh. right track as Knew far it. as yep. you're. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> now I'm yes. wondering about Okay, but do people here. actually see shapes like that? 
Yeah. Yeah. So he's basically, he's looking at no. the tie and the tie is this kaleidoscopic like no. pattern of lines and triangles. And then he sees rays of sunlight and he sees the way it's refracting off of different surfaces and creating shapes. And then those shapes line up with the guy's tie. And he has this That's obscene. beautiful mind sequence and makes the comment. Mm-hmm. And it's awkward. Does somebody say <laughs> it's beautifully well, his awkward. friend laughs, laughs, That's, and then they shake hands and That's they right. all meet. That we the, our main kind of friends, which is uh, Ainsley Bender, okay. played by Anthony Rapp, uh, mm-hmm. and Soul, who's played by Adam Goldberg, uh, and then uh, Martin Hansen is the other prestigious award winner student. But they're kind of the group of friends, not friends, rivals. Like they uh, they eventually get to be friends, but at the top, they're all like, "This John guy is weird as fuck." okay okay great so john gets i think he gets settled into his room before any games take place on the grounds so john goes up to his dorm room and he's immediately you know trying to get it in order he drags a desk across the floor parks this big desk right in front of a window and uh pulls out you know Gets his desk all ready. I don't think he writes anything on the windows yet. He might. He pulls out. Like oh, he's one of those guys. Crayon or yeah. some kind of. All smart wax. people write on right windows. Right on windows. Yeah, That's that is I the do. thing, isn't it? That's why Mark Zuckerberg did it. Yeah. John Nash Jr. does it. <laughs> That's why I do it in the hopes that I will become a genius. I think if you do it enough, <laughs> you, you transcend. Practice makes perfect. You, you get it. Basic. Yeah sentences and it'll turn into advanced mathematics yeah. over time. <laughs> exactly. Just touching into the blood relative part of this podcast, I actually spent one time when I was around 10, I drew with chalk all over TJ's entire car on all of the windows because I told and Justine was part of that, Alinka, your cousin. That's my cousin for yeah, there you go. <laughs> and I told I told her it's fine, TJ won't mind because the water will wash it off. And that's why I got good grades in school. I did mind. <laughs> I did mind. But I did mind. My car covered in, in what chalk. What I didn't know was chalk at first. <laughs> but so he's TJ won't care, up. Justine. It's just chalk. <laughs> you were such a brat. And that was that was the formula. I'm sure for there was travel, a right? pavement that's potentially. Right. And he just erased it. Oh, wow. wow. Thanks uh, a lot, TJ. Years, years of work. Okay. Years. <laughs> Never getting it back. Yeah. So Russell, sorry, I keep calling him Russell. John is setting up his room and in walks his roommate, some Ugh. British bloke in a tuxedo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Charles what? Herman. Classic name. Charles Herman. Comes yeah. in the typical, you know, British bloke. Yeah, ready to party. <laughs> He's talking about hangovers and how they feel like exactly when you're going to die. And if you're apparently because it's just dehydration, if you're dying of thirst, it's going to feel like the worst hangover of your life. And you're like, okay, this guy is just the typical guy. He's like, college, he's ready to party. Not a great pair, mm-hmm. pair up mm-hmm. there with John. Right. So mm-hmm. does, this so is gotta, not a yeah. friend of John. This is just his roommate. Yeah, roommate yeah. to start seems like maybe not a match made in heaven. <laughs> oh, yeah. But he's got a certain charm. 
Well, he's British. (laughs) (laughs) They all are charming. (laughs) (laughs) So now we see, you know, there's the introductions, whatever they have, they get to know each other a little bit. You, You get to see that it could be challenging between them. John wants to become the preeminent genius of his generation. This guy wants to party. Uh, John, now a little while later, there's another scene out in the, uh, in the, on campus outside again. And John uh, is kind of, there's a lot of things kind of happen in the next scene. I think John's observing pigeons. Pigeons are walking around the ground and John's kind of walking forwards and back, stumbling around, muttering to himself, like, might be taking notes, might be taking notes in the air. It's clear he's like making calculations and people, including Martin Hansen, his rival kind of notice this and are making fun of him, wondering what, what are you doing? Oh, Hey John, ha ha. They're ribbing him a bit. Yeah. We also find out through dialogue that he doesn't really attend classes either. He's not going (laughs) to his classes. He's just, why is he there? And basically he doesn't, he thinks classes are useless because uh, all of his classmates are published by then, and he needs to come up with his big original idea. So he doesn't go to school. He just writes and studies. Wait a second. So his classmates are all published? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know when that happened either. They just all. Super- I, he kind of mentions it. He's like, half of them were already published. I've right. got to get my original idea going. And so it's like, he's just. Does he feel like inferior then? No, it no. seems like he feels superior because he says that all classes are just you're being handed the same old information. There's no original ideas. It's going to inhibit your creativity. He's too good for class. Mm-hmm. That's why everyone yeah. goes to university. Yeah. Whoa. So he's there. We're not sure. At this yeah. point, we're both asking ourselves the question, why is he there then? Yeah. Does he think mm-hmm. he's going to absorb some kind of knowledge from the campus itself or the pigeons there have a special thing <laughs> to impart on him? You don't know, really. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he's there. It's clear he wants <laughs> yeah. to be there, but he is now observing But he thinks it's stupid. But he doesn't think it's stupid to observe the pigeons on campus. They're going, <laughs> like, walking, yeah. and he's, like, doing stuff. And they're like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm plotting their movements and trying to... This isn't a quote, but he's trying to Come make up, an algorithm yeah. to predict and map out the movement of pigeons in a group. So, okay. That is just like, sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? is... Yes, exactly. Meanwhile, so, Martin and his buddies, they're playing. Uh, is it backgammon, oh. right? That's backgammon. I think that's Othello. At least What's I've always known it as Othello. Oh, Othello. Okay. What that I don't know other than Shakespeare. Game. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, a big grid and you've got black and white pieces and you put them down on the grid. And when you Checkers. form a, it's like, it's like a no. super duper deeper duper checker yes. version of something. Yeah. Unlike checkers. This is, yeah, this is smart. This is smart math. Person smart checkers. checkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could play. Also, child checkers yeah it's super easy it's not so smart but you can make it smart yeah but i think the fact that the name is something not like checkers it makes it sound like it's smarter than it is you know that's why they're playing because you say backgammon or (laughs) backgammon or whatever the crap it's called and it's like whoa wonder (laughs) what that is you say checkers and it's like are we going to a diner 
<laughs> Fair observation. You know. Thank you. I have a beautiful <laughs> mind in other ways. So yeah. fuck you, Will. Well, no one's beaten Martin. No one's beaten him. Okay. Uh, right. And so Until. Martin challenges John to a game. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what are you afraid? And John has like the famous line that he uh he ends up saying he says, later, no, but yeah, like, I have a beautiful mind. He's like stupefied, petrified. Oh. <laughs> what does it say? No, he's yeah. like terrified, stupefied, petrified by you. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He says yeah, something like that. Exactly. Exactly. Like Excuse that. me? Accent going. He says yeah, that? He's got like a southern accent. He just says that yeah. out of the blue? Because that yep. literally sounds like... It <laughs> sounds like... I don't... It kind of sounds like it's a part of a song. Um, Could be, but I don't know, like a love song or something. Could it be from Greece? Wow, I don't, I don't think it's from Greece. It doesn't have that vibe, you guys. You do. Oh, you're talking about Danny. Yeah, Danny at the end of Greece. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What did you say though? Seems the same. It's like I'm terrified. I'm stupefied. I'm petrified by you. And yeah. everybody's gathered around. There's this Othello game, backgammon game, whatever it is going on. Right. And uh, Hanson's crushing everybody. Hanson's goading John, saying, you know, oh, you know, you, you don't want to step up and actually, you know, participate in any kind of challenge that you could lose. You're afraid. You're afraid. And John mm-hmm. eventually consents. He sits down to play, utterly convinced he's going to smoke Hanson. Mm-hmm. Hanson's utterly convinced he's going to smoke John. Even okay. though John, you know, comes off as, you know, from what we're quoting as awkward and, you know, a little bit socially inept, he also has a sort of like yeah. badass quality mm-hmm. that he really just says what oh, he yeah. thinks and like really catches people off guard mm-hmm. and carries himself that way. Yes. So they're playing Othello mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, close game back and forth, super intense. And uh, Check me. John... You think I at least was thinking John's got to win this. Right. Yes. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. And it's going on. And then Hansen delivers an unexpected death blow. Right. And it sends John spiraling as soon as that happens. He's like, no, like I went first. This game is flawed. I played it perfectly. There's something wrong with the game. And he likes really off. he tries to get up and no he accidentally way. like hits the table, the pieces go flying, he staggers the on the again. ground. Yeah. Oh, everyone's no. kind of like I feel so awkward bad. and cringing. And he oh, scurries away. Poor little baby boy. Oh yucky. <laughs> oh, I'm so sad. That's right. Ooh, that's boy. I don't yep. like him because he was so cocky, but I still feel bad because he fumbled at the the end, you know? That's right. That's very <laughs> empathetic of you. Yeah. So I think he Thank retreats you. to How's his dorm cat? room. Mm. Yeah. I good. think he ends up, yeah, he gets angry and he, he's like pushing his desk around, right? Yeah. He's yeah. got stuff on the window. Now the windows are But really he just placed writing. it so perfectly and now he's just like, mm, hate well, this, this is desk. Months later now. <laughs> yeah. oh. A lot of time's passing. I see. His roommate yeah. comes in. You come to learn at some point that like one window pane represents his pigeon algorithm. Another window <laughs> pane represents some other original idea right. he's working on. And we should have mentioned earlier that right at the beginning, I think him and his roommate ended up hitting it off. Like even though he was kind of put off by him, they go to the roof or something and have like his roommate Charles brings a flask and they share that. And I think they share a couple of cigarettes mm. or something just sort of 
chill and end up appreciating each other yeah. like a nice yin, yin and yang thing. Yeah. They become That's the two lovely. best friends that yeah. anyone ever had, basically. Right. Yeah. Yep. And it seems that. also like every time John gets into any kind of mental trouble or he's down about something, Charles is always there to tempt him into just getting hammered. Right. He's like, hey, come on, let's <laughs> oh, forget this for some drink. Let's go get some pizza and beers. <laughs> and John always resists. And then he's like, oh, okay, yeah. let's do it. And they go and get the shenanigans. This together. is kind of nice ish, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah I Supporting always like Charles. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I think like a few things happen, but basically this combined with um his professor like warning him that he's not gonna, you know, get uh placement, which I believe is like a like a job or an internship or some sort of thing. Yeah. Because he hasn't been going to class or he hasn't written his mm you know, his thesis papers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, This all combines to make him really upset. And he starts like pushing his desk out and then Charles shows up and they're like struggling with the desk and he like helps him calm down. And then they end up tossing the desk right out the window. Knew it. (laughs) Knew it. It's actually Charles that does it solely in in the flick. He's like there and then they do it on purpose or by accident. He did it on purpose because he was trying to be like, oh, screw this. So he pushes it out of the window it falls. How is yeah. this guy in Princeton? Intelligence. He's, you know, probably <laughs> family and money. Yeah. Charles, Yay. not yeah. John's there because of he's smart. Because boy. of smarts. <laughs> but Charles is there because he's British and he was just like, may I come to the school? And they're like, okay. Oh, say that again. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. even more Britisher? <laughs> well, yeah, because I did not do a good accent. At all. <laughs> no, you sound just like it's Charles. Knew yeah. it. Uh, so yeah, he, but they eventually, yeah, they eventually go out drinking, kind of together. But uh, he's there playing pool. John's there playing pool, and like Charles is there, but he kind of like walks away. He kind of goes off, and the rest of the the dudes are all at the bar, right. and they're like, "Hey, John, that girl, she's looking at you. She's looking at you, John. You should go she's talk to her." You. <laughs> so he like goes for his attempt and uh, I'll, maybe mm. I'll get one of you to explain how this attempt goes. Right. So sad. Well, leading up to that attempt was a super funny cause it was just like so cringy the way the scene is laid out. And I'm still not entirely sure if it was intentional or not, but like his whole group <laughs> of friends, like each of them says this like one liner right. of encouragement. Like, True. Yeah. I, do you remember? Oh, no, I wish I could. Yeah. Just all these cringy little things. Bro, about, like like some examples. The girl. And then he, they're all, it's like, just picture a classic one-liner. They're like, ooh, yeah, like, basically just all go for it. And John's like, may I remind you that with any unsuccessful attempt, my odds at success drastically increase on the next attempt or something to that effect. And then he, like, goes for the girl. lines to this girl. Sitting at the bar. And she's been like, yeah, they were right. She has, it's not like the classic guy situation where they're like, oh, our waitress is really into us and she's yeah, just yeah. being nice. <laughs> they, <laughs> she actually was interested. Um, <laughs> but then he goes up and his line is something like, I don't, I don't know. I might blow it. It's something like, I don't really know how to do this, but I'm just wondering what I have to do, what, to get you to sleep with me or something oh, like that. Will might know he me. He says that. 
Huh? <laughs> yeah. I don't peg him for this type of person at all. What a yeah. sick individual. Yeah. yeah he's <laughs> basically, basically just like, yeah, that's what he says. What yeah, this go, I yeah, think reveals is that he doesn't have the capacity to filter what he's thinking. And that's part of his appeal is that 10 other guys would walk up thinking exactly what he said, but they would say something to try to, you know, play some kind of game. And John just says exactly what's on his mind. And she slaps him in the face yeah. in front of everybody. Yeah. And storms out. And storms out. Because she likes the game where the guy pretends that's not what he wants. And she can always oh. be flattered for a bit. <laughs> nice. Which is yeah. what a, sure, I guess. <laughs> that's for her. <laughs> Whatever. There are, this is now not chronological, but I think we've kind of jumped around in the timeline a little bit. You get Which to is see fine. there are more bar <laughs> scenes. Like oh, you get boy. the sense. Yeah, this yeah, this is the first this one. is the first one, but the next the next bar scene is kind of the big bar mm-hmm. scene, right? Because they're all they're all sitting around, and like a group of women come in, and there's one blonde woman, and they're all like, "Oh, the blonde," and he does uh, <laughs> another beautiful mind oh, trick, so where, cringy, where, where he like is oh, talking no, in his no. mind about how how if all they all go for the blonde, then uh, no one will get the blonde or at least or only one of them will get the blonde no one will get the friends because the friends will be upset that they all went for the blonde but if no one goes for the blonde we all get laid like it's kind of this mathematical thing right creates what Uh, and it's kind of his big idea is this how the rest uh, of this fucking movie goes did he write the book what's that (laughs) book like the bro code or the dating code or whatever is he just what john ash is famous for yeah Shut up. <laughs> yeah, the, the what's it called? That what's that book? He wrote the game. Yeah, he wrote Yeah, the that's game. what it's yeah. called. He wrote the game. Funnily enough, game theory is what his, yeah, his work is, was. Yeah. So wow. this is also another cringy scene because he has in this moment they're using some special effects to show his like ultimate mind. And as they do it, he's like Yikes. zeroing in on the blonde. And then everything else kind of fades and she just like floats towards him at such a like high speed just like lines towards yeah, yeah. in like a still frame <laughs> and yeah so, so upset this is probably the most like literal presentation of like women as objects in this scene. yeah <laughs> Absolutely. in any movie it's like they literally just like oh, oh, separate here Move here this, we right, get that, that there. you get this yeah <laughs> is this a meme at all are there any memes of this because i know there's the one about the lady oh, in the meme culture yeah, yeah um, but come on that could come they use old movies sometimes good yeah so this is a, yeah, I think, again, you see how John is kind of awkward and unrelatable as his approach is. Mm-hmm. He kind of sees the situation, kind of figures out how it's all going to go. The way they're talking, he fast forwards the series of events, sees what everybody's intentions are to go for this blonde, sees what's going to happen when they do that, and then presents to his rival, Martin Hansen and the rest of the group, his theory of if they all go pick one of the six other girls and pair off that the blonde will become jealous, but that these other girls will be flattered because they all thought blonde was the number one choice. And he presents his idea in a pretty compelling way. And then they're all like, they actually provide some pushback. Uh, They start talking about game theory a little bit. They start talking about the principles involved and why some other guy who wrote a, some kind of the game, yeah. 
you know, the other, other game. Yeah, like basically the, the, you know, the, the accepted theory at that point is like kind of, uh, the best man, right. like, sorry, or the, the, per, the, a person should always do what's best for that individual person. Mm-hmm. Like that's who's always going to succeed. Versus, the person doing, versus, versus like his theory, uh, which is what's it doing, called? Like, uh, What's in the best his interest theory? of the group? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, his theory is the, well, it's the Nash equilibrium. Uh, and it's a law of like governing dynamics. That's why, like, that's what he's been oh. trying to create a new theory of governing dynamics. Oh boy. Does he not have any friends by the end of this movie? Is that what the empty glasses are for? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we will get to that. No worries. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. this is, this is his Bing moment. He runs home to or Bing. runs back to his dorm room to start working. So he doesn't even bother with the ladies at this point. He was just like, oop, got him. And then he runs home. <laughs> runs sprints even. And she's like, ah. yeah, she's so insulted that no one picked her, especially him, apparently. So, yeah, just a great amount of female representation in this movie. There's one thing I can say. I felt yeah. understood as a woman. Understood as a woman. They sure get me in the math. <laughs> so then he goes on now to start putting this grand idea to paper or to window or whatever he's doing with it. Window he writes for it sure. Out, he formulates it and... I guess fill in if I'm missing something, but he, he puts all this down and then we see that his idea now is earning him earlier. He was being threatened that there's going to be no placement for him. He's not going to be able to continue in Princeton. And now his work is being recognized. So I'm so, 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 so sorry, but um, (laughs) his theory is what exactly? Like how to pick up chicks? I kind of like to interject. Sorry. Yeah. I just want to say, So when TJ was pitching A Beautiful Mind to me before we watched it, he was talking as if it was going to be this incredibly intellectual film where game theory is just like explored and expounded on. I'm like, awesome, like sounds so interesting. That's what he talks like the whole movie's leading up to it. And then you get to this point in the movie and you're like, okay, like we don't even know. Like I still don't know. I honestly, until I reflected I hadn't even realized game theory had already been created. I kept waiting for it. And then I was like, oh, <laughs> I get it. The blonde <laughs> thing. <laughs> but so his idea basically is this, if the simple thing being that in governing dynamics that previously it had been thought that whether it's governments, corporations, whatever, the best way is to act in your own interest. And he's presenting some alternative view that mm. says if everyone behaves in a way that's in the best interest of the group, it will actually lead to a higher yield for everyone, even individually. Mm. And then also corporately. That makes sense. And it's mostly applied in like economics. Right. Yeah. This is why it's so big. So he writes all this down on his window. Then that guy who was earlier threatening him, the professor saying, right. oh, John, if you, you're not going to class, you're not doing anything. There's not going to be placement. Now it's like, John, <laughs> I'm not sure really about this accent. I just have to say. <laughs> I'm completely convinced that this is exactly how the professor sounds. Charlie Brown teacher. But you know what he's saying. Yeah. 
So that's Draw exactly. If you don't go to class, you won't get women. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, so then he he's like, "Oh, John, you're you're doing great." But you're- when does that little pen scene? Isn't that now? Isn't he meeting with oh, little pen? No, so that that's a little pen. Yeah, kind of. So yeah, so, so 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 he- sorry. One more time, little <laughs> pen. We're about to explain little pen. Like a There's a pen. Hold yeah. On. So. <laughs> Like when the professor is is <laughs> threatening John it. with is like threatening John with yeah you know, you're small not gonna pen. Get a place when you're not going to do well if you <laughs> like you got to go to pen. No. <laughs> I shouldn't have said little. I take it back. <laughs> I'm so confused. It's actually the multitude of pen scene. It's a normal yeah, size a pen. Okay. Or is <laughs> okay. So Alenka's off the rails. When John Sorry. when John is getting lectured about not going to class by his professor uh his professor brings him into this room and he's like john watch and Look there's at this a, pen. an older gentleman sitting at a table oh. this is like the faculty lounge <laughs> yeah. and all the other professors get up and they pull out and it's like a princeton pen i guess it's like you get it if you're like a tenured or if you get your or no it's just a faculty pen special but pen. they all lay the it's a special pen. They all lay their pens down in front of the faculty member. I'm assuming giving him the pen. I don't even know what it means. Yeah. Like it's it. like a sign of respect. Yeah. And so that he gets like, literally you just see people coming from all directions, like slowly coming, dropping their pen off in front of him and then just like retreating. And you're like, what's going, yeah. like, what's he going to do with all these pens? Yeah, they don't explain what this is. I think we're just supposed to know Princeton what? politics, I guess, but what? they're just, it's a sign of respect from all the other faculty members. Because they only have so many special but who's this guy? Yeah. <laughs> He's a really yeah. prestigious member of the Princeton community. He's just sitting He's, there eating lunch. He's sitting in the library. And he's like, lunch. I would like to just sit here. And you guys keep bombarding me with pens. He's like, I can't go anywhere. He's like in the washroom <laughs> trying to take a piss. People are just like, here's a pen. Here's a pen. Yeah, he's like yeah. like every waking moment of his life people are just coming at him with these pens it's actually a torture method they do horrific yeah, yeah this is hazing at its finest mm-hmm. no in reality it's actually it only vape takes- pens <laughs> <laughs> the dude's wow. like too, too many vape pens I'm gonna get too fucking stoned man that's what it is that's the <laughs> Yes, How old is right. this man? Like 90? I envision him to be so. 78. Oh. Yeah. It's pretty exact. <laughs> solid, yeah. Solid 78 and a half. Yeah. Okay. Everybody gives him a pen. They all walk up. It starts with one guy. He's like, here's the pen. And then people follow suit and come up. And it's like this wave. It's like when you yeah. do the wave, it's like, oh, everyone sees what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I respect yeah. this guy too. Here's another pen. And then, like and then the professor bets. says, like, John, what do you see? And John immediately says, recognition, because that's what John wants is recognition. Right. But then the professor says, no, accomplishment, okay. you know, someone mm-hmm. who's accomplished a lot, whereas John hasn't accomplished anything, but he's right. wanting recognition mm. for accomplishing nothing. <laughs> so, so that was something we're jumping back to, Alenka, that had happened previously mm. when John was getting reprimanded. Now that same professor is telling him, You've done a great job. We're going from there. You're going to get tenure. You're going to continue on right. the path that you hoped to be on, essentially. Yes. But mm-hmm. didn't he say, didn't uh, you guys just say that he wanted recognition, but no, like, we told hadn't you done that, anything? 
That was a jump back. Yeah, you did though. <laughs> now he's done something. He wrote a really like uh, groundbreaking okay. idea on his window about. Okay, so and then in on wait, paper. wait, 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 <laughs> Oh, on paper. Okay, good. I was curious mostly about yeah. that. Um, no, but really. Uh, so this pen scene happened before he had the idea or after? <laughs> yes, before. It, the pen scene happens before. I should have never okay. thought of that. <laughs> no, yeah, maybe good. not. It's important. Still would like to, to know later. the size of the pen. <laughs> they're normal pens. Like, uh, they're that normal. is not, excuse me, pens. this is not a normal pen. You're like, oh, the, the, the street, it's no. a normal pen. It's like, <laughs> it's a normal pen. Normal it's size. Like, you right. <laughs> this is pen sized. Okay. Oh, we'll get right. ready for he wrote a groundbreaking theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because okay. when he writes this groundbreaking theory, is told you're gonna keep going on a good trajectory. <laughs> now we fast forward what, like oh. mm-hmm. four or five years. Whoa. Yeah, five years, I guess. Yeah. Basically, yeah, he's he's now at MIT mm-hmm. uh, in a position and he's also brought along because you I guess when you get a placement you can bring along people to help you or your classmates. I don't know how that works. Yeah. I don't no, think I don't, that's factual. Like assistance or something. So he brings on Bender and Saul. Right. A couple buddies. I guess. We don't care His about those friends. guys too much. No, not very much. Picture buddies. <laughs> just, Smart buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Just picture some buddies. Like, go try to flirt with Ow. that girl. Same buddies. Now they're adults. Now, yeah. don't we, when of. we jump forward in time, aren't we immediately in the Pentagon? We are, yes. So Is that yes. not We're, where aliens come from that's my that might be area 51 <laughs> but are we sure pentagon maybe too come from yeah. though pentagon it's yeah. like they might be working in the pentagon that's lizard what I'm saying. people aliens you know what i oh, mean for lizard sure. people what is the pentagon mm. just for those at home that don't know <laughs> we all know it's like I a hub assume. of military operations intelligence operations you want to know how i know what the pentagon is austin powers (laughs) no austin powers because dr evil is like oh wait no they go to the pentagon when when uh, when dr evil is like he wants a bribe for money for like a trillion billion dollars. And then they laugh at him. They laugh all their friends, but really he just had a beautiful mind and he knew that the numbers existed if he asked for it. So whatever, we're at the Pentagon and (laughs) it's a super, how many hairless cats are there? 22. Okay. But they're not consequential to the next scene. They're just like in the background. So it's super, um, like cliche yeah. Pentagon military yeah. scene. The music. Super dramatic. Like, yes. You got the classic like military intelligence music playing, guys marching through an intelligence building. Literally, as we're watching it, right. I say to Haley, I'm like, Commander, because you can just picture <laughs> that someone's gonna like say, Commander, and then and someone's then like a second General. Later. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're going through, there's some military operation happening. And John's there. Yeah, he's part what? of this no, for some not. reason. Five years later, he's in the Pentagon for with some, some reason. His beautiful mind. Yeah, it's been evident. <laughs> How many times does it say you have a beautiful mind in this movie? Once. I think it says it <laughs> at least think... five times. 
Maybe once. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> yeah, that's probably more. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they're they're the Pentagon is getting him to crack some uh, Soviet codes because now we're kind of coming. So they assume he speaks it, yeah, Russian. Close to the Cold War. Oh, right, I get it. Started the, the Cold War. Yeah. Um, and uh, so they crack some codes uh, because he's super smart. Yeah, uh, and he does it, and everyone's all like, "Yeah." Honestly, awesome, I did not know this movie was going to go this way. Yeah. I thought this was going to be a love story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, just you wait. Yeah, we're not I'm even halfway nervous. done. Does the yeah. blonde come back? Yeah. There's a twist here. This He's is a like Russian a real... spy. What would you call yeah. it, Nathan? TJ? Actually, this Nathan might not be like the real turning point yet, but the turning. Just... Yeah, the movie starts to go on a different trajectory. <laughs> I do that all the time the other way around <laughs> that's the day of her husband <laughs> it's normally Anyways. the only person I talk to in a day it makes sense okay <laughs> it makes sense yes go on so okay another thing I'd like to say because I don't know another good time to say it is that I think it's funny <laughs> I po- pointed this out and TJ noticed the same thing that in like the first half of the movie, it seems like they're constantly just playing ending music. Like every oh, like true. part of the soundtrack sounds like the movie is wrapping up. But oh, then really? in the latter half of the movie, the music just kind of isn't doing that anymore. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah, super climactic yeah, music in yeah. the first yeah. half. Yeah. And then it's just like, it what? just dies off. So mm. it just does the Lord of the Rings thing where, it, you know, <laughs> it, you think it's going to end, but it just not right. for like an hour. Yes. And a half. Yes. But so you like know, it's not going to end because you're 20 minutes into the movie. <laughs> yeah. Like it couldn't possibly. <laughs> so, yeah, they're yeah. at the Pentagon right. and they're like, there's some super tough codes from Russia. No one can crack them. And then John's like staring at this wall of code and he's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he knows the answer and everyone's Stop. amazed. He can't. Yeah. No. Don't ever say he can't. And is this when okay. is this when so the uh, mysterious man with the top hat? Yes. Approaches In the him? Pentagon? They just so let anybody with a top hat enter I, the Pentagon? I feel like that does, is it Charles? It doesn't happen until later, it's though. It's in the window. He's remember? in the window. They have windows because, in the yeah, Pentagon? Like so, have you ever seen... I'm telling this. The deal or no deal. Have you ever seen no. it? Never. What's How about that? you, Will? Doesn't matter. Yeah, what? no, kind of. <laughs> well, now we can't reference it. Anyway, for those who are listening, deal or no deal, the banker is this person who isn't really an enemy in, in the whole thing. He just, like, sits up there and intimidatingly, like, is on the phone giving you oh, offers. Okay. Yes. And he looks exactly <laughs> like that because he's just like backlit. You just see his shadow in this hat and you're like, oh, the oh, banker bro. is here, like just gazing down. We don't know what's going on. Yeah. So there's mm. this shadowy figure kind of watching on. and you With know, the top mm. hat. That's right. Yeah. That's bizarre. Do you, is that just like to make the silhouette more interesting or? Probably. And it's like not a top hat like that's silly, but it's a top hat that's like because <laughs> I am envisioning quite the silly and like looks like what a. You I know, think there's probably a different name for it. Probably, 
Maybe, yeah. I'm envisioning something <laughs> very silly. Like a fedora or something, right? No, Ooh, that's bad. Like no, it's not a fedora. Yeah. No, I guess not. Anyway, he's wearing. If hat. anybody knows hats well, three six. Tell us in the in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this guy with the three sixty brim hat is watching from upstairs. You don't interact with him. John's now part of decoding military or Russian codes for the right. U.S. military. And then he leaves. And yeah. isn't that when he has his first interaction with this guy? I think so. I think it happens at a later time, but we can say it now and then go to the other stuff. <laughs> but Haley, if so you could stop budging up the timeline. Him. I'm doing my it's, best. It, okay. There's a lot of stuff going on, but like <laughs> the man approaches him and tells him like, like basically offers him a, a job to like, decode Russian secrets, but like in secret, so he can't tell anyone. He's kind of like a secret agent now. Right. Russian spy. Right. right. Yeah. Well, but, he's not a Russian spy. Well, he might be. So well, yeah, like 1952, John, <laughs> just to put it in, like to frame it for you. He's at the Pentagon. He's, you know, showing his brilliance in front of all these military guys. He's approached by a top secret military guy in the streets at night. Like, Oof, hey, scary. you know, I, I see that you, you know, don't have attachments. You are brilliant. Yikes. The Russians are infiltrating everywhere. They're putting propaganda in magazines and in, in secret codes through television commercials and this and that. We need you to help nice. us fight the war against the Soviets because, yes. you know, mm -hmm. they are brilliant and you are brilliant. Mm -hmm. And John is like, oh, huh? he's flattered, he's excited, he's yeah. nervous. But this is, in a way, what he's always been waiting for because that recognition, recognition. piece is like, we need the smartest. And John's uh, being asked as the smartest to, to fight the biggest challenge. Mm -hmm. At the same time, he's teaching at MIT now. Yes, he's a funny he's a professor. Yeah. He's a funny professor. He's the funny because, professor. No, funny in a completely <laughs> a different professor. way than you're going to imagine because he just completely disrespects the idea of teaching altogether. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had a, I had a high school teacher like that. Right. Um, he basically <laughs> just goes into the classroom and he's like, this is going to be a waste of all of our time. So here's... <laughs> so this is a crucial scene, though, because he goes into this classroom, he writes this formula down then he gets upset because there's a lot of noise there's some construction going on outside Ugh. so he goes storms over to the window shuts the window but then it's getting hot in the classroom and so this beautiful girl one of his students gets up and all confident and like goes over to the window and opens it and leans out the window and like yells over to the construction crew being like hey like it's really hot in here but we want to learn. She's not ditzy. She's intelligent sounding, but she's like, it's hot in here. We want to have the window open, but it's too loud. And then the construction crew is just like, wow, this charming individual. Let's just stop doing construction now. So that totally Never makes sense. Literally would not happen. <laughs> not only that, but like, right. um, that, like that's their job. Like that's like me going to freaking. that's like me going to like, I don't know, McDonald's or something and, being, and like getting my food order, but then they continue to work. 
And then I'm like, excuse me, I'm trying to sit and eat my meal and read this book, but I can't read this book because you're conducting your business. Can you just shut the business down for like three hours so I can finish this book and then get back to work? It's exactly the problem, ma'am. Yeah, Yeah, no no issue. I know, um, there's multiple <laughs> characters with this voice. Thank you, we're like, no, a different voice. Um, okay, okay, so but the important part is, as she's doing this, because she's so charming, basically for the sole reason that she had, like, some confidence and she's skinny and she's leaning out the window, John falls in love with her. So sure. he's, like, staring yeah. at her and he's just like, you know, this is the girl for him. This is her. Yeah. This sure. scene is also, like, a bit of a... Um, it's significant in the way that John had approached the problem in a certain way. And the student was complaining about being too hot and he solved the problem the only way he could see. And then she went about solving the problem in a way that was actually consistent with his work, which was to like work for everybody's best interest mm. and so but is it in everyone's goes, best interest on account yeah, of now the construction workers are not they doing their say job. they're they're gonna go take a lunch so they're like yeah. okay we'll go we'll go have lunch we'll and then get the next class up. will be interrupted like yeah not that's a problem fine. for john and his students mm-hmm. yeah so she wow so is it yeah alenka what happens next is very very goodwill hunting is that okay. he like writes a problem on a board on the board a problem <laughs> that he it. like purposely writes to not be solvable mm-hmm. wow uh What's and then she comes into class or comes into his like office and yes. is like i solved it but she really didn't solve so it she because he's like unfortunately you didn't like i purposely <laughs> made it unsolvable <laughs> What an asshole. Right. But he, call, he Why did calls he do her that? answer something really nice. What's the elegant. word? He, elegant. Yes. Elegant. Yeah. And elegantly. I wish that when I got wrong answers on math problems that my teacher wrote <laughs> elegant, but wrong. That would have been <laughs> yeah. 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 Instead oh, of you, get an you e idiot. For elegant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Still not a good mark. But, <laughs> it's, but it's a it's mark. Nice. <laughs> and you can be proud uh, of that. Right. So she, she goes in, she says that, and then what's the next, it somehow the scene progresses and I can't remember what exactly. I never remember how this happens, but basically he takes her, I think it's an MIT, like formal, like with faculty. It's like a, you can't do that. It's a thing. No, wait, she asked him on a date. She says, no, she asked him out. Yeah. But I just don't know how she escalates it. No, just because she's so charming. She's like, no, this happens over a period of time. There's more. Does she ask it just like that? Little interactions that continue, little office hours, meetings. I don't remember that at all. It's not. I don't think it's like a lot of time spent on it, but I got the impression at least that there's more development. It's not just in this scene. Right. Yeah. I see what Mm -hmm. you, I, I didn't get the impression that it was like, Oh, the next day she w- runs to his room and she's like, let's go out. But you still, it's still pretty big job. They can't do that. Yeah. I mean, I've had a crush on a professor before, but that's a different way to say <laughs> You it. don't go about, you know, nobody does that, right? <laughs> well, apparently they, they know does. the rules, don't they? <laughs> this is 1952. Yeah. Remember, women are objects and they're confident. Oh, yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> We've really gone backwards, have we? 
Well, literally, like we women have are less years. confident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. What you're yeah. yeah. Nowadays. All right. <laughs> so she asks him out, though, at some point. Yes. Unacceptable. And then, as Will was mm-hmm. saying, they go to this faculty dinner. I feel like they can't do that. Why would they do that? <laughs> Is this, are they, uh, they let co- me get this straight. Hold on. Ooh, I need to adjust on the bed. Um, are they allowed to do this, though? Well, they all look 50. <laughs> yeah, kidding. I know. She's like, no, 20 no. years old. I know, but, um, like, a faculty dinner, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to bring my student to this faculty dinner, and everyone's going to be like, that's acceptable. Yeah, it's it's like 62, so there's no faculty ethics. There's no... Right. Oh. There's no sexual Are they ethics also smoking in, the university in setting this anymore. dinner? Yes. Inside? I think I, I did it. see smoking. Yeah. They okay. smoke. Good. <laughs> Good. Oh, yeah. I think we're sticking on this a little too long now. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so they go to, to the dinner, and they have some... Is this where it really gets serious between between the two of them? I think it yeah, is. Yeah, basically, this is like they're falling in love yeah. night. Right. Yeah. Because oh. they're outside looking at the stars. Right. Oh, and, and he does that He's thing. talking about how he can see any image in the stars because of math or something. <laughs> and so <laughs> he's like, yeah, basically, he's just like, any object, say any object, anything. And she goes, umbrella. And then he like points out a star pattern. Which doesn't work, by the way. Like you no, can't just point to a star and then everyone else knows what star you're pointing to. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Exactly. But That's I bet funny. you she just wanted to seem as smart as him. And she was like, oh, yeah, I see it. <laughs> well, she was wow. We're mad. We haven't actually said her name yet. I believe her name's Alicia. But right? she's an object. Or, Alicia. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah, her John name is irrelevant. Her name's Lard, which is unfortunate. <laughs> really it Lard. is. Yeah, I love it. Whoa, it's yeah. upsetting. Not to John. <laughs> so yeah, they fall in love. I don't know any other scenes other than they, they get married pretty quickly. In right, the what the movie, right? They just is kinda, going yeah, on yeah. in this movie? <laughs> what about and the John Russians? Is, well, John is continuing his work. So yes. and she side, doesn't know. Yeah. He's falling in love with Alicia. He tells her that he does no. some work. But I think at one point, actually, she comes into his office and he puts some stuff away or there's stuff. That yeah, yeah. He's trying to conceal. It's classified. This is tension. That's right. Top, top secret. He's working for this yeah. top fedora guy. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> the top fedora yeah. guy. He's, he's seeing codes, beautiful mind style. He looks at the magazine. Letters are jumping out at him. He's like, oh, the Russians are communicating mm-hmm. secret messages. And he's solving it all. He's a genius. Yeah. He's figuring it out. And at the same time, okay. he's getting married. His friends don't mm-hmm. know. His friends just know that he's up to this top secret work mm-hmm. and that he does stuff for top secret people. But it's all behind Top the secret. All right. hush, hush. Yeah. And now there is another <laughs> important scene where uh, he's kind of on a, a visit. He's on a visit to Princeton. Uh, and he's sort of like, on campus, he's sitting kind of on a tree, and this little girl approaches him. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, and I, I envisioned says, he was sitting like, on a tree in a branch, but I guess <laughs> he was just more so Sorry, on the bottom of the tree. <laughs> he's I love just, on a tree. It should have been that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wish. That's what I'm gonna. So this little now. girl comes <laughs> up. Yeah, and I forget what she says, but says something like, "I was told not to trust you, or something." <laughs> I was told. Uh, <laughs> What? It's not that. It's it's some it's cheeky not- little line. 
Yeah, it's something yeah. about like she can't do something because he'll always win or he'll outsmart her or something. I don't remember. You? I don't. Yeah. Okay. Something like that. And then, and then she, okay. she says, she says, yeah, my uncle says yes. blank that this, whatever she says. And then he's like, well, who's your uncle? And then in walks Charles Herman, his old roommate, <gasps> best friend. Oh my Finally gosh, but did the little girl have a Brit Aki? And British accent. I think she does have a Brit Aki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. She's pretty okay, deep Brit Aki. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Goes to Princeton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's like four. Eight years yes. old. <laughs> yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. So she's got a Brit Aki. She can't trust it. <laughs> right. But then, yeah. In walks Charles Herman. Charlie. Charlie. The uncle. Bonding conversation. Is there anything really important that they say in that conversation? I really envision this as like, (laughs) like, I don't know, a close up of like guy, beautiful mind. And he's just like, he just like looks up and he's like, Charlie. And he stands up and they do like one of those, like, you know, those like bro handshakes where they grab each other's shoulders and they do like, "Mm, good to see you. One of those. Yeah, oh, I think accurate. they actually yeah. hug. They're mm. pretty close. They oh. Oh, yeah. They're Smart close. people are close. So, yeah, it's I just think. kind of like a reuniting with his old friend mm-hmm. and uh, his niece. She's like running around. Close to. Right. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. As they do. Uh, yeah. So, um, after they, there's a scene after they get married where. Uh, that was it. Sorry. That's it. That's all that we have to do with Charlie. They're just like, oh, we're here. Yeah, yeah, he was there. He's being a friend. They're talking about he's not telling him about the top secret sure. stuff yet. And he's kind of just like Charles is there to like be his guide almost. You know, he's like he's always showing up when he's a little right. bit unnerved, I think. So mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. So there's a scene it's where uh he's meeting up with uh Parcher. That's the 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 Fedora guy's name. Ah Agent good. Parcher. <laughs> Um, and then he <laughs> no, gets in like the back fedora. of a car and they get chased by Russians and they're getting shot at by the Russians. What? Excuse me. Yeah. This just escalated so quickly. It really it, it, does. It escalates. Yeah. <laughs> does she and that's die? That's how it is I, in the movie. Like you just I go one does. minute. He's hasn't done anything. Hanging in his out life with Charles. Consequence. Next minute. He's publishing a brilliant theory. Right. Next minute. He's in the Pentagon. Next minute, he's getting married and doing right. top secret work. Next minute, he's on the run with Parcher. Russians are after them because what? they know they're trying mm-hmm. their enemies. That right. they're decoding. Yeah. yeah. Decoding. Getting shot at. Mm-hmm. Huge car chase. Gunshots. I think that's not Parcher winds up <laughs> shooting one of them or shooting a couple of them. Their car oh, yeah. drives off a pier. Oh. Mm-hmm. They narrowly escape. So. Oh, so he he's getting real paranoid that russians are basically after him all the time so he like rushes in and is like telling alicia like we got to pack up we got to get uh at this point they have a kid or no they don't i don't think not yet no No, they don't have their kid yet but he's this point like yeah so he's like telling her like oh the russians like there's you know bad people are after us we have to we have to like be careful don't do this Mm -hmm. don't do that he's being very erratic and paranoid basically Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and then uh, he ends up being a, a guest lecturer. This is now like again, it's it skips time like a couple years, mm. but he ends up being like a guest lecturer what? at Harvard. He's he's at Harvard, and uh, right. Charles and his niece 
uh, show up after the lecture because Charles is like, well, I saw you were the guest lecture here. So I thought I'd pop in and say hi again. And the niece is there. She looks about the same. <laughs> and they all like have another kind of moment where they hang out. Right. Um, but uh, this is before the lecture, actually. So after the lecture, he's kind of walking out of the building and he's noticing some people following him. Oh, exciting. Yeah. And he, uh, he thinks it's the Russians and he, is it an actual surprise birthday though? That's what it is. (laughs) But in the (laughs) lecture too, I think he notices them in the crowd. Doesn't he? Oh, he He does. Yeah. yeah, And he gets really nervous because he's like, this is it for me. Like they've cornered me and they know where I'm at. Um, so yeah. yeah, Then he starts fleeing. Okay. I'm just confused because it's multiple years after. So it's like they're packing. Well, it's not, it's like a year. It's hard to tell like how far they, they like jump ahead at different times, but it's definitely like a little bit later. Okay. Yeah. And he's always like, you know, can't tell his wife about his work. No one really knows. But then yeah, later Mm -hmm. he's at this lecture, Mm -hmm. sees guys in the crowd starts shuffling is like, oh man, he's aware of the fact that the Russians are about to be on him. So he tries to like sneak yeah. out, get away. He's basically fleeing through campus and they catch up to him, grab him. I think a guy jabs him with a needle or mm-hmm. yeah, injects what? him. And what? he's like, I know who you are. And there's right. And the guy is basically like, you're coming with us. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I think he's like, he's like, I know who you are. And the, the guy, the main guy is played by Christopher Plummer. He's like, yes, John, I'm a psychiatrist. That's what he says. Did he imagine this whole thing? He wasn't working for Russians. Wait, he was never, he's never working, been working for, Russians. for Russians. I know. I just, I'm confused. <laughs> mind, there's a psychiatrist. The the <laughs> so there's a psychiatrist and they say, so was it all in his mind? He wasn't even working for the Pentagon. We don't know. He just yet. imagined it. I do know. We actually, know I know that he wanted recognition so badly that he fabricated this illusion. Go on. Tell me the rest. Basically cut to. Uh, <laughs> we what? haven't even gotten to the scene yet. I went to turn off on the light and then Alanka saying her theory and I'm like, what happened? <laughs> Yeah, she's formulating a theory. All I know is that Russians have snagged him up. They injected him with a little who knows what. And one of them is just like, it's fine. I'm a psychiatrist. Okay. I see. Yeah, so then we cut to this point, and it's like right in the middle of the movie. Um, You can lead the way for this. Well, okay. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Well, I don't remember the scene at all. Remember is being shook to my core. You have to do that. Shook to your core. (laughs) She was shook. What happened? (laughs) I can't get over that. Haley was just like, okay, you take it. And Deidre's just like, no. It's too no. (laughs) I'll take it. I'm taking the ball. So they're in they're in this psychiatry room. They're in this room. Psychiatric. In this, this guy's office, yeah. 
And uh, John is is really distressed because he knows he's been well, captured by the Russians. And he's tied yeah. down. He's got like leather right. ties to a chair, Stuff. basically. Yeah. Right. Right. And he's like not going to tell anything, not going to reveal anything. Psychiatrist, supposed psychiatrist, is pretty calm, kind of talking John through it. Like, oh, John, I don't remember what he says. The whole time, though, you're kind of wondering, like, who's right? What's going on? When do we mm. see Alicia? Mm-mm. <gasps> Char- Charles. No, what's happening? So, what's going to happen? So I'm basically, so nervous. Basically, he's like, how did you find me? How'd you get me? And then he sees like Charles in the corner of his eye sitting like in the distance. Russian spy. And he thinks Charles, yeah, like what is a Russian, Russian spy and spy. sold him out. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I forgot he's yelling at him. And then and then Christopher Plummer, the psychiatrist, kind of looks over at him. But we don't really. And then he looks back. Um, like he's like mouths something to him or he just like. Hey, buddy. He, no, he, he doesn't say John's anything. Gaze. John's looking yeah, at Charles. Charles's gaze. And, and oh. the psychiatrist is like, who are you looking at, John? Yeah. Yeah. And no one. basically, no one. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So this whole scene, it's, yeah, John has fabricated not only Charles, his best friend, I guess but right. also Parcher, Agent Parcher in this whole Soviet <laughs> thing. Yes. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> Amazing work. Amazing work. You guys had (laughs) stone faces, and I really, especially when Haley came back from the lights, felt like a fool for even thinking (laughs) about it. That's fine. You had it. I know. So So, he made it all up. Yes, in a way. Okay. So he has basically schizophrenia. That's right. kind of the diagnosis of oh, the time. Oh no! The next scene that sticks mm. out to me is the one where he's wa- then the psychiatrist is walking with Alicia. Is that like the next? Yeah. Yes. And Alicia I would say that, yeah. is having a lot of trouble accepting this, and I'm still when I'm watching it like thrown like, no, what's happening? <laughs> but no. but also Alicia is the one who phoned the psychiatrist because of John's erratic yes. behavior after he was got shot at by Russians. Yes, she was very concerned Which about was that. So she's the one who phoned what? the psychiatrist. Oh, because he came home and was like was, the Russians. Yeah, yeah, right. And he's gotcha. been erratic in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Good. this Good. psychiatrist is trying to explain to Alicia that John has schizophrenia and that Charles is made up. Charles's niece is made up. These Russian spies are made up. And she has a lot. She's like, no, Charles is like his best friend. I know, like, we invited him to our wedding. We did this and that. And then the psychiatrist is like, yeah, but have you ever seen him? And she tells him all the excuses that John had for why they never got to see him like, Oh, well he was busy or he was here or there had this or that. Cause it had made sense to her at the time, but then it hits mm-hmm. her and she's like, Oh no. And then that specific thing happens with the letters. Is that like the next important thing? Yeah. So I think she's, she's really having a hard time receiving it. And mm-hmm. at the same time, it's all adding up. Right. So mm-hmm. she kind of goes on a hunt, I think to try to, almost validate that maybe there's some truth to what John has been. Yeah. She's saying. trying to prove mm. it. So she mm. goes to MIT to his friends who work with him and be like, you need to help me out. Like we need to find what John was working on. Mm-hmm. And they're mm. like, oh, like we don't really know, but like they open up his office and his office is basically just covered in magazines and newspapers. Like mm. it looks crazy town. 
crazy mm. pants USA basically yeah. <laughs> like it's sure uh, it's and then, covered and then uh, I guess it was a bender basically says that he did follow John one time after uh, to make sure he was like okay when John was basically John's been delivering these envelopes of his work to Agent Parcher Mm-hmm. in this mailbox that's Aww. kind of what he's been doing and that's part of the secret so she finds all the delivered work that's unopened no one has been reading it to At kind of prove to john that this happened yeah right that this like man where is completely it? abandoned boarded up in this like old rusty mailbox so yeah that he's what? just been piling envelopes into. Right. Which you see at the time, like when you're in John's viewpoint before this all happens, right. it's all normal and it looks really like fancy and like up to date. Mm-hmm. And he also had that thing in his arm where he was oh, seeing, yeah. we completely forgot to mention like the numbers, like he had had an implant put in by, huh? I don't even know who was supposed to have put that in. Archer and his goons. Right. And like numbers were blowing through his wrist, kind of like this. Microchip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So she this finds all so this weird. evidence that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that this whole Russian code conspiracy has been concocted in John's mind. Yeah. So she brings this back to the office to speak to John to visit him. He's basically mm-hmm. contained. He's not allowed out. He's undergoing treatment, which at this point we don't know the extent of. Mm-hmm. She comes mm-hmm. back. And has a meeting with John. She's completely broken. And she comes in. And John's kind of, you know, on the level seemingly. And she's hopeful that maybe he's had a breakthrough. And mm-hmm. they sit down. And when John's confident, it's just the two of them. He's like, like listen, you've got to get a message departure. Da, da, da. He's like, you've got to let him know this and that. And this just breaks her. And she's like, mm-hmm. John none of it's been real and mm. he's like no no and he's like they've got to you too this and that and does she pull out the envelopes at this point does she have them with yes. her yeah yeah and yeah. she shows him all these envelopes and it's like this he's he yeah. realizes you don't know well, if yeah, he fully realizes but like it's hitting them like no one's been yeah yeah right. oh yeah. okay so there's now so a series yeah he, he under yeah, he goes through like electroshock therapy, yeah. which is terrible. Mm-hmm, and then he right. ends up being on medication and he's basically now living uh, under medic med- medicated and just kind of hating life mm-hmm. <laughs> living with his mm-hmm. wife right. and his medication. Mm-hmm. But he does. It does break through the combination of her evidence, the electroshock therapy, the other methods they're using. He realizes this has been delusional. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now they're living in this little house, right. hating life. He's mm. essentially completely numb. They've got a child mm. at this point, a baby together, but he's mm. completely emotionally incapacitated. Mm-hmm. There's no connection. There's a couple scenes kind of showing their marriage, no intimate connection, nothing. He's mm-hmm. just basically a shell of a human being. Yeah. And at one point... Did they have uh, the baby before this, like before he was emotionally detached or like... When did this all happen? Uh, did she know. do it's it to save clear. their marriage? No, that's not that's not presented. Right. Okay. Yeah. Great. I'm not really clear. They've got a young child though that was kind of let's Which, assume before the therapy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Begs the question. Like I think it's the this movie is a little 
over dramatic when it comes to how erratic he was and what his actual delusions mm-hmm. were. I don't right. think it was this or even to this extent. No. Yeah. So mm. I think they had a, a typical, like a regular relationship with a lot of hardship through his mental illness, but it wasn't, uh, you know, okay. This. Right. <laughs> and so there's a scene where she's like kind of trying to come on to him Sad. and he's not at all interested. And then they get into this like really kind of really frustrated, sad right. fight and the medication comes up and it's like, is it the medication's fault? And they kind of think that, yes, maybe the medication is to blame. Right. So a short while mm. later, we see that John is pretending to take his meds. But hiding them. And in hiding the drawer, them in his yeah. drawer. Not start, From he's starting to his go wife? off his meds. Yeah, like From she'll give, wife. yeah, she'll give the, her, okay. him the meds and he'll be like, oh, thanks. And then put them in the drawer. And- so their discussion wasn't like, maybe you should try not being on the meds. It was just like, they're spouting ideas of what it is. And then he's like, yeah, maybe it is the meds and I don't like feeling this way. So I'm going to stop taking them independently seemed like maybe that was the case to me they don't really explain that okay yeah like she's not like don't take them she just she just asks is it the medication he goes and he just kind of shakes his head yes right and then she goes and throws something well, at the bathroom mirror, mirror. obviously it's the medication it's pretty emotional scene yeah, <laughs> very, very emotional. emotional very but yeah yeah so he stops taking his medication but so after that happens he starts seeing codes again he starts mm-hmm. seeing Soviet codes in mm-hmm. his Time magazines, mm-hmm. in his cereal bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't happen. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah, his <laughs> alphabets, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so John's out for a walk one day in the wood behind their home, and Uh-oh. he hears some stuff like beepity beep boop bop boop. And skippity bop. It sounded like scatting. It's it was actually scat Smurf man. Yeah. It's a scat man. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's like, oh. So he goes to investigate the source of this mysterious forest scat music. And as he goes, there's a little cabin. He runs into Parcher somewhere along the line. No. I think maybe Parcher meets up with him first or he discovers. Yeah, with a bunch of like U.S. soldiers. That's right. right. He's all no. like World War II soldiers almost. Yes. Yes. And he actually, the important thing to note kind of here is that he gets in a battle with Parcher. He's like, you're not real. I know you're not real. I'm schizophrenic, whatever. But Parcher is very adamant. He's like, they're trying to trick you. They're like, this is all just part of it. I'm real. You see me. I'm real. That sort of thing. Right. It's the Russians. (laughs) Yeah. Right. And he's doing his best to convince John winds up doing a good enough job that he leads John back to this little cabin in the woods behind his place. Right. And in this little cabiny shed thing is a bunch of guys, whirring machines, full on code operation, deciphering. Okay. Right. And he's like, we gotta get back to work, John. And he's like, but I got a wife and kid. And he's like, I told you that connections were dangerous from the beginning. Let's get back to work. Right. And John gets back to work. Seems happier for a while. He does. There's a couple scenes where like he's helping out with the chores around the house. And there's one scene where it's like Alicia's notably happy. It's like John offers to either, you know, change the baby or Mm -hmm. do some Mm -hmm. stuff. And she's like, wow, John's Mm -hmm. getting better. Really? It's Mm -hmm. just the fact that he's back into his 
delusions, psychosis. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. Changing the baby. Basically, he (laughs) he's like, oh, I can take. I forget the son's name. This is the worst. Yeah, uh, I feel like it's something. Yeah. No, Bart. I'm so nervous. Bart. Bart. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So he's like, yeah, I can take. Oh, don't worry, I can take Bart up for his bath. (laughs) Right. So no. he brings Bart up for a bath and Alicia no. goes out to do the laundry. Right. But uh, so she kind of notices the <sighs> gate, their their gate to like the woods behind their house is open and she's yeah. curious. So she starts walking out there and she happens upon the shed where John found all mm-hmm. the secret agents working on stuff, opens it up and it's covered it's in magazines and newspapers. Yeah. yeah. So she knows she runs back and Basically, she runs up the stairs and John got distracted no. and the baby is sitting there almost, almost covered in water, not quite Screaming. Yet. So sad. Super like, intense. Yeah. No. Because, and John says, don't worry, Charles is looking after him. Mm-hmm. No. And Charles no. is here. He's looking after him. Yeah. Right. So oh, then no. she, it's a super intense scene because the time it takes her to run back, the water's getting higher and higher. Yes. The baby's crying more and more mm-hmm. and more. Which I always wonder how they do that in movies. I don't know if anyone here knows, but do they really put the baby through the torture and they're just like, this is it. You're going to enjoy <laughs> it when you get paid millions. <laughs> probably. They are probably because the shot is only about here. <laughs> right. Right. Like, so they're. So the mother, presumably, of the child <laughs> is probably holding the baby. Right. And then, right. I don't know, maybe fucking pinching its legs. <laughs> I don't know babies cry. what oh. they do to make babies cry. <laughs> they do, they do. Yeah. So TJ happens intense. to have a baby, so he would know. Expert right <laughs> they here. They cry a lot. <laughs> um, wait, 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 wait. Wait, oh. wait. I'm trying to remember. Um... How old is this baby? One. <laughs> so calm. Yeah, very young. Yeah, one's good. <laughs> so yeah, one. The mother no. scoops up he has one a year baby. old Bart. <laughs> is like freaking out. John is an yeah. utter like he has no grasp on reality right, right. now. He's confused. He's like, whoa. Oh yeah, he's like, yeah. You just can't see Charles because he's got an invisibility cloak that yeah, they injected him that. with, and oh yeah, this and that. He's clearly <laughs> he just says complete, that he does. off his rocker. He's no off his rocker. Way. She's running at this point. She's gathering up a few essentials. She's gonna oh, flee no. to go to her parents or something. Mm-hmm. Right. She runs downstairs. John runs down, and now Parcher is in the living room. She's Stop in the living room, it. and Parcher's like, John, you cannot let her go. She knows too much. Uh, oh no! Yeah. And you now, have to kill her. You have to kill her. No! And she's standing in the corner, no. and she's like, "John, this is getting too intense." To? Who are you talking to, John? And John's divided. He's looking at Parcher. Parcher's bringing up stuff. You got to kill her. This and that. No. And then Parcher goes to grab. Her. Parcher goes to grab Alicia and the baby. John runs to take out Parcher, who's not obviously no. real. No. Hits no. her. She flies into the corner against no. the wall with the baby. Right. It's super intense because she thinks that John's now being right. violent towards her. And isn't the niece weirdly there too? Like, which makes it. Oh, cool. yeah. Well, this, yeah. So Charles is also there. Charles is right. like, you should be better. Listen to him, John. And then he's, and actually, yeah, our Parcher like pulls out a gun and is going to shoot her right. in the back of the head. That's right. yeah. And what that's what fuck? prompts him to like tackle Parcher and then tackle her. Right. She runs crying, like runs with the son out to the car. 
And then Jesus. he's sitting there, he's kind of standing there, like, un, kind of not believing that he just he gets out. hurt his wife. Or she right. gets out. So well, he runs out. She runs out. She's in yeah. the car. She's going to drive away. Right. John, she's panicking to get out. Yeah. yeah. Well, Charles's niece kind of shows up in the living room and grabs right. his hand. And I forget what she says, mm-hmm. but it's this moment he looks at her. Right. Um, right. And then he runs out yeah. and he hops on the hood of the mm-hmm. car and Obviously, Alicia's terrified because this is kind of crazy town now. Yeah. But he it, that suddenly goes, she doesn't get older. And she's like, what? And he's like, um, oh, what's her name? I, I actually forget the niece's name. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't remember either. Yeah. Well, Charles's niece, he's like, she doesn't get older every time I see her. She's she doesn't thing. age. It means she's not mm-hmm. real. So that's where mm-hmm. he realized that's how he can like it clicks in his mind without the medication that these people aren't real because Charles's niece never ages. And that's what mm. you notice too. And the right. two scenes before you find this out, you do notice that she hasn't really aged and right. you're, you're mm. meant to believe this is a couple years later. Right. So. Right. Mm. Okay. So now we've seen mm-hmm. the John kind of get to his peak. Then he starts to crash. Then he hits this bottom with, you know, the violence right. and the relapse into psychosis now he has this realization, and then we have a meeting with uh, Alicia, John, and the psychiatrist, um, where John has this idea that, so there's kind of some transfer of information. The psychiatrist knows there's been a relapse, that the medication hasn't been used, and that's the source of the problem. But now John and Alicia are both putting forward that the medication has been another problem for John. And John is saying, I can beat this without medication because right. I solve problems with I my have mind. a beautiful That's mind. That's what I do. So mm. I can do this. And uh-huh. the psychiatrist says, you can't do this because the problem is in your mind. Mm-hm. So you want to use your mind to solve a problem that's in your mind. It's not going to work. Alicia's kind of sitting by like, I think he can do it. And John's mm. like, I can do it. Right. Oh, I yes. can do it. Nice. <laughs> So Good. And, uh, they endeavor to, to and solve he does the problem it. with his beautiful mind. Right. Yeah, he eventually do kind of does it. Yeah. He does it. He I'm trying to think of where <laughs> exactly well, it goes from there. It's funny because they try to fit his whole life into such a short, relatively short movie. So they kind of jump. It does. It then it goes boom, 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 boom. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They make and him old with like, makeup. Yes. That's where nice. you're yes. like. Is their ending music going to start? But it doesn't because they used it all up in the first 20 minutes. So, <laughs> yeah. I don't, what's the next major scene? Like, this is where I'm just, I only remember the, the next, very end. The next major scene so is basically, um, he does see them still, but he now knows that they're mm-hmm. fake. So he's like basically trying to ignore these illusions. Right. The three, basically, the three people, Parcher, uh, Charles, and his niece. Right. Yeah. Um, but the next major scene is he goes. Does it back go to into detail of like what they all oh represent for him? No. Um. No. Okay. You can maybe make your <laughs> cool. own. You can cool, write cool, a cool. thesis about it if you want. A like I will. Oh. I don't have much chalk in the house, <laughs> but I'll be sure to write English it on a window. That quit. I will. <laughs> Honestly, one time I was supposed to write an essay outline. And I knew that if I wrote enough words all over the page, literally in any form and fashion I wanted to, <laughs> diagonally, 
outside of the lines <laughs> in the margin of the page around the um, hole punches that I would do well. And in fact, I did get an A++ on that wow. essay outline. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> You're a lot teachers. like John, honestly. That's a, I know. Like, so yeah, he, he <laughs> goes know. back to Princeton. Right. He's been battling his, you know, illusions in his own way, his delusions in his own way. Mm-hmm. He goes back to Princeton yeah. and he goes to the math faculty. Right. And now Martin Hansen, his old friend slash rival, is the head of the faculty, right? Yeah. Now he's there. Mm-hmm. He's the yeah. faculty okay. head. Mm-hmm. And he approaches him. You've said that, yeah. And he <laughs> is like super he's like now that i'm approaching you i don't think this is you know probably a good idea but do you think i could hang around here basically is there any way i could be on campus in some capacity you know okay. to have community and to be connected with people we my wife and i think that if i had some connections with some real people from my past that yeah. would help disconnect would help. the delusions, which I think uh-huh. we've all been there mm-hmm. too much time alone sure. with or without a specific mental and this can drive you up the wall. So yeah. especially with hashtag yeah, I haven't COVID seen Alika in person for a while. So I think that she's actually not real. She's just a Zoom <laughs> figment of my imagination. I am actually a Russian spy. <laughs> <laughs> a Czech spy. I could with be. With all the Czech that she knows. I know so yeah. much. <laughs> So then he actually, he goes to his first ever class. That's so the guy, Martin, is like, right. that conversation concludes. Right. John thinks it's going to be a failure. Martin is like, only one question. Do you need an office? Oh. And John's floored. And he's like, how about, how about the library? You can start okay. in the library. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. There is a moment where uh, I, th- I can't remember if it's Parcher or Charles is like in the doorway like yelling at John and uh, John just like does a weird erratic movement. Mm-hmm, and then sure. he asks Martin, he goes like, can we just ignore what I just did? Yeah. <laughs> and then Martin what, goes like I, for an old friend. Sure. What did he do exactly? <laughs> like what was this movement? Well, he has like an umbrella and he just kind of like slams it on the ground, like to kind of stop. Uh, I can't remember if it's Charles or Parcher talking. I think it's sure. Charles. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> Charles uh, yelling at him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So then he starts studying. He goes to his first class. He's like, this is actually my first class. And we're like, good job. Finally going to class. Finally. How much did you pay (laughs) to be there? (laughs) But then shortly after attending his first class and kind of getting settled into his library digs, we have a scene where Martin's in his office and there's a commotion outside. And John is like in a full-blown psychotic episode, like pacing around, yelling, He's in an argument with Parcher, Charles, the niece. He's losing it. Students are surrounding him, all pointing, laughing, kind of egging it on. Somebody Mm -hmm. comes to Hanson. Like a bunch of assholes. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's the (laughs) 60s, maybe. We don't know what time it is. Yeah, it could be the 70s by this point. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Guy comes to Hanson's office. Is like, we've got a problem. And Hanson goes down. And kind of gets right up to John and is like, hey, 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 it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Takes him away, uh, diffuses the situation. And from there, they kind of work together to help. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a breaking point for John. He helps him work through it. Mm -hmm. 
and yeah. keep going. Yeah. I wonder if he becomes like his new best friend, you know? These women that he was seeing in this bar and the friends that he was hanging out with earlier were also an illusion. Deluge. No, they're real. I'm pretty sure. Hundo <laughs> P. Yeah. They're How real. How do you know? <laughs> you don't know. Because Martin is real and Martin talks to the other guys and the women, I think. So <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you conceded that. <laughs> Great. So yeah, go on. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I I think I I'm trying to remember. I remember like the very end scenes, but I don't. So, yeah, there's another scene anything. a little while later. Now John's in the library, and a student comes up and oh, is like, right. "Are you John Nash?" He's like, "Yes, I am." He's writing on more <laughs> windows now. At this point, yeah. window writing has become his fave thing again. And yeah. <laughs> uh, this kid has a theory he wants to bounce off him. So they get chatting. And mm-hmm. now John's starting to mentor a new student. Mm-hmm. And now we have another Exciting. scene. He's there mentoring are a few students, students around him. Alicia Hanson sees. brings Alicia in. Mm-hmm. And they have this nice moment where John's sitting around a table with four or five students. And they're all glued to him. And they're swapping stories. And, and smart they're real. Math. They're mathing it up. They're nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're real people. They're super Very real. Good. The realest. The realest. Alicia yeah. can confirm. And then we have a great, mm-hmm. a great scene after this for Martin and John. They're again considerably older now. Mm-hmm. Uh, are walking through the grounds and they get to the uh, Othello table, right? Oh, and uh, they they recreate the scene from yes. the beginning where yes, where Hanson challenges John and says, "What are you scared?" And John goes, "Petrified, terrified, <laughs> stupefied by you." <laughs> I need to see that because I swear to God. That's He's gotta be from a song. Creating it, he really is. You <laughs> yeah. feel like you know it because Will has embodied it completely. Petrified. There you go. Yeah, stupefied. <laughs> and yeah. so they're know. sitting around reliving the old days. But uh, John says, "You know, I think I'd like to teach. I think I'd, I'd like to do that." And Martin says, "You know, and I'll talk to the rest of the board or whatever. Maybe next spring." And then that's sure. what happens. He starts teaching at. Princeton. Yes. And then okay. found sorry. And then right. the big thing. <laughs> We're going back to the scene again, teach touching on a scene from earlier, right? Right. So he's uh leaving his class. Yes. And a man approaches him. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. it, there's a funny little piece of dialogue because right. the man approaches like, Are you John Nash? And then he doesn't respond to him right. because he he's been talking to, to this other student. Yeah. yeah. Oh. He turns to the student and goes, can you see him? And she like yeah. laughs and goes, yeah. And then he goes, okay, good. He's like, I'm sorry. I'm wary of new people. <laughs> yeah, right. sure. Yeah. Go Meanwhile, on. the student is not real. <laughs> All his students well, are fake. It's really going for the conspiracy route late in the movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, We've already done the turn. We're going to do five more turns. Ten minutes well, left. Right. Yeah. You so, never know. Yeah, so <laughs> this, with uh, this guy. So the student confirms that this mysterious newcomer is real. Let's go Great. for a walk and talk, John. So they're talking. Essentially, this guy wants to tell John that he is up for a Nobel Prize. And John's Whoa. like, in mathematics. Yeah, what for? Math. How? That thing you wrote on your window <laughs> way back in 47. And he's like, for seriously? Real, 
Why did Sorcerer? he become a sur- yeah. surfer? Seriously? Seriously? <laughs> oh, man. Seriously? That's gnarly. Dude. Wow. <laughs> Sick. I accept your Nobel Prize, dude. <laughs> I graciously accept, man. (laughs) Well, that's the thing. So, yeah, uh, they go back. They sit down. They go. They go to the the faculty lounge. Yeah, and he's like, you know, I thought that they only inform winners. They don't tell people if they're nominated. Mm -hmm. And basically, he kind of deduces that this guy's there to make sure that John doesn't embarrass the Nobel Association because they know of his, you know, issues conditions. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, he deduces uh, but, that. Yeah, and then as they're mm-hmm. sitting there eating lunch, we see something very familiar as someone comes slowly up from behind and sets a pen down on the table. A little pen. And a pen. <laughs> a small, <laughs> tiny little pen. Small so small, pen. he doesn't even <laughs> notice it at first. <laughs> <laughs> right, but then as the pens accumulate, you begin to wonder what are he starts these to notice them. Things here. <laughs> John gets <laughs> so many pens. Yeah. At the end, he's just like, "Oh, too many pens." <laughs> yeah. That's how the scene ends. Overflowing. <laughs> the movie yeah. ends on that note. Yeah. <laughs> he drowns in pen ink. In pen ink. <laughs> Wow. It sounds accurate. So he gets all the pens. Yeah. They all respect yeah. him with pens. Yeah. That's cool. Then we flash forward. I think this is where I was really blown away by the makeup. Is this the Good. next scene? I was half blown away, half disgusted. Not disgusted, <laughs> but half like, what? So we Why? fast forward, probably not too long, like a year or two, whatever. Whenever the that when he's nominated, he's accepting the Nobel Prize, How the old? 1994 Nobel Prize. He's probably eighty something. No, no, because he if he was a first year, no. he's like eighty something. Oh, he's got to be then seventy nine. It's just math. It's easy yeah. math. Just figure it out. It's so easy. He's, just yeah, he's, do it he's now. Late seventies. For sure. I can't do it now because I am not a beautiful mind. Because why? I can't do <laughs> what some easy math. What year was the Nobel that he won? 94. 94. Okay, so if he was a first yeah. year in 47 plus 50 years is 97. Oh, So that means if he's a true. first year at 20, he's... that means he'd be 70 at 90. So then he's less than 70 years old, but, but he looks like he's yeah. like, uh, Because they want to make him look Russell Crowe's diverse <laughs> His range, yeah. His age range. But his wife. Age range. <laughs> looks like she's 45. She's the hottest looks the same. old lady you've ever no, seen. But that's what I mean. His wife. It's like, Google did they just spend quick. all the makeup budget for Russell Crowe? Like Crow? several like, hours on Jennifer Russell Crowe and like weird. 20 minutes. Jennifer looks like an minutes. alien. Like she has no eyebrows <laughs> in her old age makeup. You're right. <laughs> You're right. Well, this is the last scene. We got to yes. get through it. But uh, basically, he accepts he accepts the award. Uh-huh. He has a great speech. I can't remember it. He attributes everything. It's pretty heartwarming. He attributes everything to, to Alicia. Yeah, to his life. You know, he says yeah. that basically you get the impression that none of his uh, career accomplishments amounted to anything or would have amounted to anything. It's only the love that his wife steadfastly showed him mm-hmm. through their lives that amounted to anything that led to this moment that means anything. She puts it, mm-hmm. he puts it all on her. So this is the She's Nobel crying. Prize presentation? The award, yes. yeah. Okay. Yes. So he says, mm-hmm. math doesn't matter. 
Alicia Some nice things. That's the summary. Cool. Yeah. No, when then he says, and then he says, and also tiny pens matter. Yeah. Right. That's the final. He line. wouldn't have known his genius <laughs> had it not been for small pens. <laughs> small. Small. Small pens. Small pens. <laughs> this episode better Is be named Sean Small Penn's Pens. Younger brother? I swear I to God. <laughs> small, like S M O L. The last, yeah, the last, small. last scene. Just calm oh, down. The last last scene is they're out in the the lobby of this big theater where the presentation's happening, and uh, his son's there. By the way, he's old man, not an old man, but he's, <laughs> he's old, old man. He's old man now. He's old man. Bart is old man. <laughs> yeah, Bart is so old. you know, older than yeah, his dad. No. Even they just also <laughs> yeah, <he's> wanted <laughs> to spend some time on yeah. that. Really, that actor uh, got set up so well because it was literally just that same one-year-old baby in old man makeup. <laughs> so they did age; <laughs> they aged that baby quite well. Like Benjamin buttoned it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you guys keep referencing uh, Benjamin Button like I know. <laughs> I thought that was about a teddy bear, but I guess it's not. I did too when Justine first introduced me to it. But, yeah. Okay, so we have it's to get not. to this last last scene, which I have to say, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I felt about the second half of the movie. That's there just kept being so many last scenes, and I was like, okay. Oh, but I guess <laughs> you're like, all right. Yeah. I don't okay. remember the last scene. What was it? Well, the very last thing is so the they're waiting for the taxi, or, or his son's going to get the car, and he uh, he's attack. like embracing his wife, and he oh, sees. Yeah. Uh, Parcher Charles and his niece no. kind of in the doorway somewhere and it's kind of this last acknowledgement that he'll always see them but he's just like they're always going to be there but he never acknowledges them he's mm-hmm. kind of done with them now mm-hmm. and this this is kind of the point where he's like saying goodbye to them almost right, right. oh because Silent. don't they yeah. have like yeah it's almost like they have an emotional goodbye there was some part in the movie like that oh he does have an emotional goodbye to charles because yeah. he talks about how charles he's like you were my best friend like you'll and always he, be yeah. my best friend but i've gotta i've gotta leave you now like i've gotta leave you behind yeah that we didn't talk about that scene no, which didn't. is emotional too. <laughs> emotional but also kind of like this is not accurate yeah, throughout the latter princeton days when he's a prof and all that stuff and mentoring yeah. kids there's a progression of like the invisible of the imaginary characters trying to get him to acknowledge them. Mm-hmm. And there's sort of this gradual detachment. They mm-hmm. yell at him less and less. He acknowledges them less and less. Mm-hmm. And then eventually. Yeah. They're cut off. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the end. And then they do the thing with the text at the end where it's like, and then John Forbes Nash Jr. Did this <laughs> and this, and he still walks to, Princeton every day. This like, is like a based off a real life guy, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Loosely, real in person. my opinion. Loosely, yeah. You don't think <laughs> that he imagined Russell I'm... spot a Russian Russell spies. <laughs> Crow Russell spies. spies. Yeah. Russell Crow has his own spies. <laughs> they spy on other actors. <laughs> and they're like, he no could. one can be as old as I am. <laughs> <laughs> Every time that someone's getting their makeup done in Hollywood, he'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> Just Russell to spy. make sure. Ah, uh, ah, uh, uh, Those wrinkles look to say, too real. Smudge them yeah, out. This movie was 2001, and unfortunately, uh, John Forbes Nash Jr. and his wife both died in a 
car accident and a taxi mm-hmm. accident in 2015. Oh, wow. 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 Yeah. And I'm like, that's mm-hmm. terrible news. Also, plot is, twist yeah. like that seems pretty suspicious. Taxi accident, Russian Russians. spies, yeah, mm. probably it is. It was the lives. Russians all along. <laughs> These are real lives, but <laughs> could have been spies at the same time. Real spies, yeah, real spies, real lives. <laughs> spies have lives, they do. <laughs> Yeah. They do. So good film overall. <laughs> yeah. I would say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would say. I enjoyed it. A classic. Well, I was not expecting that whatsoever. Yeah, it was kind of a roller coaster, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> TJ and I were saying how the first half of the movie just kind of feels like a feel good, like, oh, this guy's story. And then all yeah. of a sudden you're thrown for a loop and you're like, oh, no. And half of it, you're just like lamenting his insanity. <laughs> Gets real dark. The first yeah. half is pretty like light and enjoyable. Corny at corny. times. Yeah. And then yeah. there's like a Very Ron Howard, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes me sad, girl. But like, I guess it ends pretty good. <laughs> so it, you could say it is a feel good movie. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, Alenka. Uh huh. How many? Many socks off do I vote for this small movie? Small pens. No, how so... many small pens do you give this movie? How many oh, are you gonna dish man. out there on the on the faculty table? I give seven small pens. <laughs> eight small pens and two of those big ass pens <laughs> and one 90 year old Russell Crowe drowning in pen ink. Mm. Oh, someday I'm going to have to come up like a chart for your rating. No. System. And I'll tell you why the system is the way it is because the small pens is for the happiness that this brought me. The small pens is for the reality that this movie is like a little much. The big pens are for the impact that it has. And then the 90 year old Russell Crowe drowning in pen ink is like, did that happen? Or did we want it to happen? And we just didn't know what to believe. I'm blown away. That I know. was an amazing review. It's called improv. Look it up. <laughs> I, I Experience believe the Wikipedia picture pro. is Alenka drowning in penning. <laughs> yeah, I would be so pleased. After this conversation, I would like to see that like mm, mm, uh, like checker game, and also that um, <laughs> I want to see the we checker game. One. I really, you have a checker game. <laughs> we have a fellow. Okay. That was the name of the game. Guys, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for, yes. having, for having us. It's been a lot um, of fun. Is there any like social media you want to plug or any projects? Do you want or any, people to follow you, you at all? Plug to our listeners. Yeah. Do you, do you want to be followed by our listeners? We'd like to plug our imaginary YouTube channel that we've talked about creating for over two years. Please um, make one it. One day it will be created. It'll be so funny. It's going to be sweet. Be. It's going to be sweet. <laughs> it'll, just, 
TJ sound and off. Haley. Yeah, sound off in the comments, listeners. Just <laughs> thumbs up if you want them to start a YouTube channel. Um, I've got something to plug. Oh. All right. Yes. Wilmot Key Quest. Knew it. It's had to be postponed this year because of COVID. Right. But Wilmot Key Quest, if you live in the Kitchener, Waterloo, Wilmot Township area, is a treasure hunt. Three weeks long, kind of like something John Nash might have experienced in A Beautiful Mind, where you're getting clues, you're trying to figure out a three-week mystery. Way less traumatizing. Less traumatizing. (laughs) Thank you. And if you can decipher the clues, you can find a hidden key and win 5,000 bucks. And this is a project that... That's an obscene amount of money. Well, it's not. Some good stuff. But it would definitely put a chunk into my debt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we at Haven't Seen a Podcast won't give you $5,000, but if you follow us, we will give you some content. (laughs) And you can do that. (laughs) You can do that by following us on Instagram. That's at Haven't Seen a Podcast. And Facebook at Haven't Seen a Podcast and Twitter at Haven't underscore seen underscore it. You can also go to our website, www.haven'tseenapodcast.com. All our episodes are on there, as well as the giant list of movies Alenka hasn't seen. Giant. It's a lot, right? Yeah, it's almost, it's it's almost a, as many confirm. movies on the list it's as there's pens on John Nash's the desk. The table. You know. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. Brought it back. Yeah, I'm so I'm proud the, of you, Will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, leave us a review if you want on like Apple iTunes or uh, other places where reviews can be left. <laughs> I I only know of iTunes, really. Me too. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe Google review, though. That'd be cool. Wish we could. Oh, yeah. Google podcast review. Do that. Yeah, yeah, you could do that. And if you can't do that, I encourage you all to go home tonight, get a piece of chalk, find a window of either a home or an automobile. And just start writing and or drawing shapes until you feel a little smarter. Because you guys, you all have beautiful minds in some way. And to that extent, I think we're all crazy. So good night and good morrow. This was a Brain Freeze podcast.